Hello and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nashawn Garrett. And as I sit here thinking about why I named my podcast, the Overcoming Life Podcast, I'm reminded that I have always been a huge um, believer in overcoming circumstances and seeing obstacles as opportunities. So many times we allow what is happening around us to affect us, to throw us off of our game plan, to throw us off of what we want, the things that we desire, and the things that will ultimately help us to um, kind of, I guess, not integrate into this world, but understand our world a little bit better so that we can um, essentially be who we were always meant to be. With that being said, there are a lot of principles in the world that exist to help us uh, overcome. Um, There are many teachings. There are many um, enlightened people out there. There are many uh, people who have wisdom and understanding. Um... That is to say, it could be a wisdom of this world. It could be a wisdom of the another world. It could be uh, the science, um, the observable, measurable, repeatable data that we find here on Earth on an everyday basis. Or it could be an advanced technological um, and scientific information that we get uh, from other beings, right? And I think... The hard part about living on this earth is we we can only know so much at a time. And when we understand that the world, our world, the, the way that we exist now in the uh, time and space, uh, the energy here, everything is made out of energy particles, right? And so, of course, and those energy particles are made out of, I believe, light. And so... Um, you know, when God spoke the universe into motion, he created space, time, and matter when he said, let there be light. And he, um, he did so in such a way that, um, we are now coming to understand, at least I'm now coming to understand in my research, um, that there, there are so many levels to this type of understanding. There's so many levels. It's thick. It's deep. And to be honest, it has to be something that people are willing and ready to hear. Not everyone on the planet right now is ready to hear that there is a world outside of the world that we live in. Not everyone is um, ready to accept or able to accept the metaphysical and um, the metaphysical data and the quantum and quantum physics or the data that they find in quantum physics that allude to um, the different layers, the different levels of manifestation that is seen um, within the T boundary. And that T boundary is essentially um, the very exit of life and existence and the unknown. I had talked to you guys a little bit recently about sensory um, neurosensors, extended neurosensing. 
And these neurosensors um, would essentially explore the, um, the extent of our unum, right? And they go through these different levels of manifestation and they record their findings and um, they record their findings in a way that we can uh, try to understand the world around us. And I've talked about it before, again, where there is so much that is kept from us, so much that is kept, is hidden from us, so much disinformation, because really in this world, we, um, we have slowly become um, slaves in this world. And that's unfortunate, because obviously when you are a slave and you know no better than slavery, then, then that becomes your identity. And when you have a slave mentality, when you have a slave mind, uh, you are susceptible to authoritarian um, rule and rulership. Um, and right now we have what is called a, a technocracy, a technocracy, which is um, this... Uh, these rulers who are trying to use technology and advanced um, scientific technology in order to control the world that we live in and um, where humans will become essentially uh, a form of capital. Uh, and of course, right now we even see it too. You see Facebook, Twitter, any social media platforms, they're selling your information. Humans are the, the, the new capital, but the, it's going to go deeper than just your um, preferences or the, your Google searches, it's going to go deeper, uh, more into uh, the phys physiology and um, your biochemical makeup and these types of things. And the reason I, again, have brought up this, um, the reason I'm bringing up this point is because uh, we have to be, we have to, and this is a tough thing to, to do, Right, we have to be willing and open to hearing a perspective and hearing um, and entertaining perspectives without uh, totally dismissing um, information because it doesn't fit into our worldview. And over the past several days, and really over the past several weeks, um, I myself have been asking the hard questions. And the reality is, is that if you want to know the truth, you have to be willing to give up what you think you know as the truth. If you want to understand the world around you, you have to give up how you think the world around you looks and acts. And I think that only the person who is willing to do that can really truly be free from this matrix that we exist and live in but unfortunately because we are born in this slave uh, minded existence it's hard to even want to get out of it's hard because we fear freedom we fear what would happen if we made our own choices what would happen if we had to fend for ourselves? And this type of almost postmodern uh, colonization is what we have been subject to for our whole lives, for the most part. 
and what we have humanity have been subject to for uh, a longer period than we can even imagine. And so, study, reflection, and uh, a deepening of our, I don't want to say spiritual selves, but I would say a deepening of our willingness to to understand and receive information. And I think it's just this fluid action that, that has to take place. But, yeah, of course, there's like some fear involved there, but I don't, I would say that that fear mostly comes from what is unknown. And there are so many things that are unknown, and and just because there are things that are unknown doesn't mean that we should be afraid of everything. There is much that is out there that is unknown as much as there is much that is around us that is unknown, and there is much that is in us which is unknown. Uh, I used to believe uh, that the soul was, um, for example, I used to believe that the soul, when it died, was just dead. And that is to say, like, in an unconscious state of existence. Um, But I'm finding myself having to recheck those thoughts and say, well, there's so much evidence that would prove to be the opposite of that. And so I don't want to defend a position or some dogmatic uh, philosophy because I'm afraid. And many people, I believe, do that. And I think that in some ways we all still, no matter how quote-unquote woke or awakened to the things that are going on around us be behind closed doors and behind the smokescreen, I, th- I would say that we all, no matter how much we think we are woke, we are still nowhere near um we're nowhere near the information um that we should be but that's okay because that's what we're put on earth to do that's what that's what we're here for um and whether you believe that we were you know kind of put here or whether you believe that we chose to be here um whether you believe we were created um for this purpose um I would say, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe about why we're here. What matters is, I think, well, I guess it doesn't matter a little bit about what you believe why we're here. But I would just say that we we probably should try to understand why we're here. And I and I believe that it has to be outside of an institution. It has to be outside of a um, religious veil. I believe that it has to be outside of a dogmatic um, form of reference. And I think that until we are able to um, get outside of the box, like I think that I think that religion is is good in the sense that it serves to protect us um, from the unknown. It protects us from what is uncomfortable and it protects us from other people who believe uncomfortable things and it uh it allows us to develop defenses and um apologetics uh in defense of our our world view and our paradigm but most religion is a 
it's just it's just a box, a safety box and a safety net for us to exist in um, while we're on this planet. And in some ways, it's it's a limitation. It can be a limitation to our growth if we allow it to be, but can also be a stepping stone uh, to our growth if we allow it to be. So with that being said, I always encourage people to hold everything out of your hands with an open, I mean, hold everything out in your hands, every belief, every practice, every dogma, every ritual, every thought, hold it in your hands and hold it with an open hand. And if if we try to squeeze uh, everything in order to hold on to it because we're so afraid of what uh, could be wrong or we're so afraid of the world around us, then we end up really squeezing the life out of things that could potentially give us life and be used as a stepping stone to um, advance in our spirituality. And so with that being said, there's so many good things um, to be said um, there's so many th- good things to be learned, and it is far beyond what we can imagine. It is far beyond what we can describe. It is far beyond what we can even explain. But there are there are other theories, there are other um, worldviews, and I think um, I think that when we can recognize each one, and I'm not saying that everything is true. Right, but I am saying that everything needs to be. Um, I think it just has to be received with a, an open heart, and some something might be more true for you than something else. But it doesn't mean that the rest of it is not true. It may just mean that you're not ready for it. Something can be um, rejected by you um, because you don't think it's true because it doesn't fit within your dogmatic. Um, practices or your religious experiences, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's not true. And so because of that, um, well, because of that, it's really ourselves, it's really us that is stopping our growth. And I think we just need to remember who we are, where we come from, our source, um, the creator, of all things, and we just have to remember who we are, and um, I think we also have to remember that we're, we're, we are truly all, we're all connected by the same source. The scripture says that, um, that Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, and for by him all things are created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether rulers or authorities or powers or dominions, all things were made through him and for him, and in him all things hold together. So we are held together and consist in Christ. And with that being said, we are, because of Christ, connected, deeply intertwined and connected to each other. And the way that we treat each other, the way that we speak to each other, the way that we receive information and dis, 
disseminate information, this will reveal where we are uh, in our spiritual journey. When we feel that we have to defend and hold on and there is all of this anger even or all of this um, in some ways, I don't want to say false emotion, but I would just say emotionalism behind convincing people or forcing even a person's hand to accept or believe what exactly what we believe, exactly how we believe it. Um, then we we find ourselves, to be honest, in in a in a state that's that's actually not um, that's not free. That is not the sign of freedom. The sign of freedom is, uh, I would say, <laughs> I would just say it's it's all right. It's okay. It's the uh, the hakuna matata. Uh, it means no worries for the rest of your days. It's the um, the all is all. The everything will work out. The the reconciliation of all things. The um, the coming together and the bringing together in one. Uh, all things in one. Who is Christ? Um, it is the regeneration of all things. It is the restitution of all things. Um, it is realizing that we are all together, that we are all one. Um, we are, we are here having this experience. And I think our, I think a lot of times we deny the lived experiences of other people. You know, I, I I remember, you know, thinking at one point in time, uh, that, you know, certain people couldn't hear God because they weren't in relationship with God. And I've come so far from that ideology because I know that God is in everyone. I know that he's in everyone. How else would they be living and existing and breathing? I'm not saying that every single person, and I would say that, I would say this. Yeah, I would. I would say that every single person has a personal relationship with God um, in whatever shape, form they understand it to be. And I, I'm, how, who am I to deny someone's lived experience? Who am I to deny uh, what this person has been through? I don't know what goes on in the dark parts of their thoughts and their heart and their minds. Who, who am I to say anything to anybody about anything? Who am I to, to do anything except love and bring peace? Not to, to bash other people, not to assume that I'm right. Not because I've been so many, I've been wrong on so many occasions thinking I was right. And I pushed it on other people. When you have to force and push things on other people, you I mean you could tell right away where the heart is, where where the heart is, where the spirit lies. You can tell right away. So, this is in some ways a spiritual rant. This is in some ways a rant that is challenging because it's. It's not within the framework of of a book. It's not within the framework of a religion. It's not within the framework of um, of of anything else other than just wanting to know what is true about our world. And I'm not talking just spiritually. I'm not just talking physically. I'm not talking about what's the practical application of how to... I think that practical application looks different for everybody. And if you start forcing other people to do what practically works for you, then you just end up establishing your own religion. 
that's what religion is. It's one person taking one thing that works for them and applying it to everyone else and saying that this is the only way to do it. And that's suffocating. And that's, I mean, evil, isn't it? In some ways. Because now the other people don't really get a chance for God to be expressive through them. Other people don't really get a chance for God to speak to them and say, hey, here's your practical way. Here's your way of doing it. Here's your here's how I how I've formed you to do so. And with that being said, I don't even want to get into the idea that maybe we would be and are co-creators with him. Because I mean, think about how the scripture says that we are co-heirs with Christ. And in being co-heirs with Christ, what does that mean that we're we're heirs of? If if being formed in the image of God doesn't mean being a creative force that in some ways um, produces energy to, to establish and create our own reality, I'm not saying that it has to be. Like, for example, you know, if you create your own reality, but uh, what you want and what your heart is putting out is is um, is selfish. I'm not going to say evil, but I'm going to say it's selfish. It's self-serving. Then, um, then you're going to get everything that you want, but it's going to be directed at yourself, right? It's all going to be um, pointing inward, right? And when that thing points inward, it. Uh, I feel that there there is. Um, I guess the way I want to say it is when, when our desires and our hearts, um, are pointing towards ourselves, and we do everything for ourselves and we, um, we are no longer radiating, uh, love. We're no longer radiating peace and the fruit of the spirit. We're no longer radiating those things. And so, I mean, I feel like that's a really devastating place to be if you're so selfish that you constantly are filling yourself up with things, you know, it could be spiritual things. It could be, there are spiritual people who are selfish uh, and there are carnal people who are selfish too. But when you're constantly filling yourself up with uh, carnal um, things, oh, oh my goodness, what happens when your body, when you when you leave your body? You have no radiation coming from you. And then you find yourself living in a world and in an existence, in a void uh, that is an expression of everything that you put inside of you, everything that you have done, and every selfish, uh, and now you're stuck with your thoughts. How, can you tell me if that's hell or can you tell me if that's not? If you're just stuck with your own selfish thoughts and in a place where there is no light, there is no love, that, that, that is hell right there. So if you're selfish... And you're self-serving, you're self-seeking, you're self-righteous. There's going to be so many people out there who are so religious and who think they're doing it the, the right way, who who are going to be sitting in in outer darkness and uh, and weeping because they themselves have no emanation of light, nothing, no source to pull from to receive light and love, and it's going to feel like an eternity for them. And this isn't a punishment. This is a learning experience. They'll have to learn. 
But don't be one of those people, guys. And I feel the only way to do that is in measure and in um, and in truth, just being faithful with what you've been given and being open. And if you can't be open, just ask to be open. I have been afraid my whole life to be open to anything other than what I was taught growing up. And I'm finding that I spent a lot of time, and again, that's fine, because in the end, God makes everything work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So what you learn, you be a good steward of. And I think I've stewarded well what God has given me, um, at least to my understanding and knowledge. But, but beyond that, I'm like, all right, Father, there's got to be something more. And he gives more. And if you can steward that, then he'll give more. And if you can steward that, then he gives more. But then what if that more, it goes beyond the scope of your own religion? What if it goes beyond the scope of your own community? What if it goes beyond the 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 dogmatic, uh, uh, written down, formulaic creed that you've always been taught? Like, what if it goes beyond that? What if it goes beyond that? And the, and the thing is, is that God never, like, we will never be tempted more than we than um than we can than we can take right and so maybe God wants to give us um, more experiences maybe He wants to give us more information but He knows that that s- more information might destroy where we are it might cause us um, harm if we understood and knew that so how does He test us whether or not He'll give us more how will you steward what you've been given and so if a person is in church or if a person is in a religion or if they are very like ritualistic. Who am I to say don't do that? Do it. Steward it well. And then ask for more. And then if God gives you more, steward that well. And then be willing and open. And I feel the more that you steward things, the more willing and like you are to receive more. But if you don't steward things well, then why why would you feel confident enough to take more? If you can't if you if God gives you a seed and you don't plant the seed, if you don't water, if you don't take care of it, uh, if God gives you, God came and said, hey, I want to give you 20, what, what, who in their right mind would be like, oh, yeah, I can take care of 20 seeds? You couldn't even take care of one seed. How are you going to take care of 20 seeds? How are you going to, how are you going to take care of those things? So we prove to ourselves with how we steward whether or not we feel ready No, the person who doesn't steward that one seed is going to feel fear to receive 20 more seeds. They'll feel fear to receive even three more seeds because they know they couldn't do it. They know that they're not responsible enough to receive. They know it. You know it. And that's what fear is. It's you realizing that you are not responsible enough with what God wants to give you or you haven't been. And that's fine because you can fix that by just being a good steward of what God has given you. And you will prove to yourself and you will prove to everyone else around you and God that there's no reason to fear. Jesus taught us not to fear. And he was the good steward. And he is the good shepherd. And so he takes care of his sheep. He uh, went, right, and went to go find the, left the 99 to find the one. All right. So, 
All right, guys. That was a that was a philosophical and spiritual rant that I feel like I needed to get off my chest. And I don't know what this podcast is going to turn into or what it will end up being. Um, of course, like my foundation is the law and the prophets and the biblical wisdom and understanding. But as I'm been studying and researching, because the Father has given me the okay to do so, the green light to do so, I'm not afraid to explore metaphysics and quantum physics and um, the the outer layers and use and even receive some of the language that is that is different than I've ever been taught. You know, um, there is language out there that some people can't. We talked about it in our last uh, in a couple of our last podcasts where we talked about how some people cannot receive information. Some people can't um, get it because it, it's uh, it defiles them because of their understanding, their weak faith. So you have to go into the wilderness so God can teach you um, how to express his truth and love. And to really, to be honest, is just to, for you to receive the love of God and to for God to show himself faithful in your life so that you know that you can trust him um, with what he gives you. With that, with that being said, um, there, th- this may take a dramatic spin somewhere. And I hope that you guys stay with me. I don't really know why you guys follow me. I'm not exactly sure why you guys listen. I got a few uh, uh, faithful listeners out there, but um, I I am personally about the growth. And you guys are seeing it right now where I'm like, man, there's like, I'm learning right now. I'm in a learning phase. And I've, you know, we go through these cycles, these cycles where we learn, we steward, we steward, we steward, we steward. We plant seed, we water, God gives growth, and then we come to another place of learning, and and it's a learning of an, an advancement. If you have been learning the same thing every year, the same laying the same foundation every year, every cycle, but you haven't learned anything else, if you haven't grown in, in other places, if your life isn't uh, different, if if you're if you're um, if you're not growing. We 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 gotta do some. We gotta do something different, you guys. We gotta do something different. And so, with that being said, this is one of my longer ones. But I hope that you guys got something out of this. I have no papers in front of me. I have nothing written down. I did not know what I was going to speak on today. But this is uh, maybe a word for you. Maybe it's not. But I hope that you get something out of this. Blessings to you. And we'll see you on our next podcast.